Hello everyone and welcome back to Deep Rooted Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Aisha Powell, and this is created by Midnight Entertainment LLC and also executive produced by Hustle Vision Entertainment. So to the right of me, I have my lovely hosts. Hi, this is Ornella. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Cameroonian underscore beauty15. Um, we hope that you enjoyed the last episode and feel free to drop the comments and let us know how you feel about um, the topics that we've been discussing. And um, But before we go any further, to the right of me. What's going on, everyone? This is Anubis. Um, you can find me on AnubisMM215. Um, for Instagram as well as Dominic Powell for the Facebook and also um, Midnight Entertainment LLC for Instagram. What's going on? You know who it is, your man on the end, Marquise Wasi Irwin. <laughs> it's like now what's going on, y'all? It's Marquise. I mean, follow me on Facebook. I mean, Marquise Wasi Irwin. Follow me on Instagram, Wasi underscore six one zero. I mean. Also, don't forget to follow you know me, the Deep Rooted Instagram page at Deep Rooted 215. You know how it is. I mean, we also got our YouTube channel now as well. So, you know, go follow, subscribe, like, comment, share. Like share in love. the description. You know let's where it to, is. Let's get to the business today. All right. So, do I get to pick this time? Okay. Do you get to pick this time? <laughs> I always pick the good ones. You already know. Okay. Black people in therapy. Thank you. Black people in therapy. Thank you. Okay, so what are your thoughts? I personally feel like we as a community need to do better in terms of addressing mental health, mental wellness um, um, in general. And um, it's especially... Um, difficult growing into like a, an African household um, managing your feelings and thoughts and it, get, it gets lonely <laughs> I'm not gonna lie because you don't you, you don't really feel like it's okay to like express certain feelings because oh we have better things to worry about mm-hmm. or like our life like, our lives are already hard enough what are you complaining about type of thing so that's why I'm glad like I'm glad this topic came up because I want to hear from everyone else of course but um I'm, this is something that I've been wanting to discuss on the deep rooted so let's get into it okay well my personal opinion on like um black people in therapy I feel like a lot of stuff we normalize so like when we're going through depression we kind of normalize it because our parents are like you're too young to be depressed a lot of times when it's stuff when it's dealing with PTSD is normalized so they're like okay well this isn't something that's that serious it's a lot of things that black people go through mentally especially like it's a lot of people dealing with schizophrenia and stuff that goes untalked about and a lot of people will self-medicate or try to find different vices to try to help a situation instead of actually going to seek help Mm -hmm. and a lot of times that's why the problem doesn't get better it just gets worse because you're constantly finding something to mask the problem that's really at hand mm-hmm. instead of trying to seek the help so that you can find, like, the peace within yourself. Yeah. And a lot of people, like, especially in the black community, a lot of people don't understand your struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of times where you think that you have an issue and you go to your parents and they're like, okay, well, you're a child. What do you know about that? Just brush exactly. it off. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one mm-hmm. of the reasons why a lot of people 
shut in. They mm-hmm. don't really want to discuss it because if everyone has that same, they they have that same view as to how they're going to handle your problem as to it shouldn't even be that serious. You don't have this much problem, so you shouldn't be stressing about this. It's not really going to make you feel like you want to open up to people and True. discuss what's really going on with you. Yeah, you build that all. And one thing, you can't sit here and expect to fix a problem by sweeping it under the rug and, like, you know, trying to forget that it's there. And that's what we tend to do when it comes to, um, you know, our mental issues, um, as well as, like, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, um, the parent's standpoint on it. Because you as a parent, you have to know what your child's personality is and... With, when they're faced with certain issues, how they respond to it. If they mm-hmm. shut in, do they, like, you know, rise up through it? You know, you have to be aware of that. You can't sit here. And it comes to, like, you know, about the last episode that we had when we spoke about parenting and how, you know, parents just give their children, like, iPhones or iPads and everything so they can keep them busy. Mm-hmm. They don't know their child. So you have to sit here and you, you have to know those cues. You definitely have to know those cues. Yeah. And I also believe that like a lot of the mental illnesses and a lot of the problems that children have stem from their parents, because you got to think about our parents as being like old fashioned. Their parents were old fashioned. So if you think about how we thought our parents were, just think about how their parents were, where like a child, anytime that you express yourself, it was deemed as disrespectful. And a Mm -hmm. lot of problems that they probably had they weren't able to discuss with their parents as well Mm -hmm. so with them raising children the best that they see fit sometimes like personalities can be passed down into your children Mm -hmm. exactly and you know they don't want to look at it as that because they honestly didn't get the chance to discuss their mental struggles and whatever they were dealing with with their parents or with anyone else i've seen a study not too long ago that actually said that trauma is actually genetic also Mm -hmm. so the trauma that your parents or your grandparents face is passed on through the generations and that is what also contributes to mental illnesses so it's not only like you know um what you experience at home and what you experience in your day-to-day life outside of influences but it's also genetic too yeah. Like, I'm just going to do a brief little story, and it might be funny to some people. But um, for me, my mother definitely is afraid of bugs. And it didn't help that this one right here also put a bee down my back when I was younger. You're going to bring that up? Yes, because <laughs> that's something that was passed on to me from my mom. And that's something that's mental, because to me, I don't care if it's a fly, a bee, anything that tries to get near me, I'm going to freak out because I just literally have that fear of bugs and if you it might be funny when you think about bugs but when it's like something deeper than that then it becomes a bigger issue yeah it doesn't take away the fact that I'll probably kill myself trying to get away from a spider <laughs> but you know it's still like kind of hand in hand anything with more limbs than you <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care <laughs> personally I'm like I've I'm a big advocate for looking within in order to find peace and like heal and all of that. And I'm just recently 
teaching my mom how to do that because as much as I love her and I, I, I think she's so amazing she she lacks that you know compassion for like her children going through stuff and sometimes I find myself having to explain to her what my siblings are feeling and why they react the way they're reacting so I like I definitely believe that as parents like future parents we are going to like we I'm hoping that we're going to you know do better um, um, and and it's not to like shame our parents or anything at all. I love my mom. I still think she's a badass. But <laughs> yeah, um, definitely think and like what you said about um, what you mentioned earlier about um, parents and like the way they respond to their children and knowing exactly how your child is going to respond to a certain um, to a certain obstacle mm -hmm. um, given their personality is really important because if you know that your children are individuals so they'll never be the same person you know that certain things maybe one can handle better than the other right, so right. I think that's really important to be aware of also as a parent alright brother I know there's something that you want to speak on also yeah I mean it definitely is like really it's just like based just like deep deep down when it comes to like just the traumatic experiences that we face like just from childhood to even adulthood and then like some people even go through those these traumatic experiences and are never like reconciling with them at all like never dealing with them never talking about them or don't feel comfortable talking about them because, like, maybe, like, you was molested. Like, I, I was molested when I was a kid by, like, one of my mom's, like, close friends. So, like, at, at some point in time, like, that makes you feel, like, confused as a little kid. Like, some people won't even be, like, you know what I mean, have enough courage to even, like, even want to talk about things like that, especially, mm -hmm. like, with their, like, their parents and stuff like that. Like, it took me, I think I was, like, 25 when I finally, like, like, even came out and, like, told my mom and my dad about it, like, and it was, like, and then, like, even that, like, that kind of changed our relationship, because, like, just me keeping that in, like, to myself, like, that just made me, like, have a lot of resentment for my parents, like, especially, like, my dad and stuff, like. Why wasn't they there and like things like that? Like, right. yeah. and those is like those are the things that like the children go through. Like, those are the questions that you ask yourself when you um like when you go through these experiences and these these traumas. Yeah. Like, why me? Like, why wasn't my dad? Like, why weren't my parents there? Like, why didn't nobody help me? Yeah, like, why, why did this happen to me? Like, is this right? Was this supposed to happen? Like. And these are, like, all questions that are hitting your little seven-year-old brain, eight-year-old brain. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not normal. And, like, that that changes just the way that you even look at life. That even changes the way that you even look at, like, right and wrong in, mm -hmm. in certain things. So, like, I really believe, like, it's something that needs to be, like, more talked about. It needs to be more open, like, in dialogue and in conversation because, like at the end of the day, like, the children are suffering. 
Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And there definitely needs to be like a safe space for people that either like you know have something going on, like how you were saying how you felt. Um, because you were molested. Like you don't want to be like you don't want to be labeled as something that you're not because exactly. you, you've been through an experience. Because like, it's not your just fault. because yeah, just because I was I was touched fault. on by somebody when I was a little kid don't mean I'm gay now. Like, yeah. you feel me? And like I went through a little like you know what I mean people like kids used to call me a faggot when I was young like when I was younger and I used to get in all types of fights and shit. Like so like even like just stuff like that, I mean I mean that happens and like it builds and it causes you to go through like certain experiences that shouldn't you shouldn't even go through mm-hmm. yeah. like cause you, I mean people call you a faggot or fucking what else uh, like just bullying and just all type of stuff like that like it's just a lot of traumatic stuff I agree um our family history, we have like a history of depression. Like being late, yeah, and that too. One of being us labeled as in some type of way, and then like even people being labeled as like crazy because you're depressed. Yeah, or like things like that. Like you're not crazy. that you don't like being around people. That you're crazy. Like you know, people like you know what's what's wrong with you? Like you know, even if you have good things going around you, when you're dealing with depression. That chemical imbalance, those chemical signals that your brain is receiving from that, no matter what it is, it just like, you know, it, it puts you in a slump that's yeah. hard to get out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's really like d- pertaining to it, no matter what a person can say, can pull you out of it. Yeah, yeah nothing can make you happy. Nothing can really fix that. Like, mm-hmm. the only way that you can seriously get out of depression is either, like, you have to find something to make you happy or you have to seek help. Mm-hmm. Because some people can be in depression for a week and some people can be in depression for years. Months. Yeah, months it's, and years. Yeah, there's been times I, w- I would be, like, depressed for months. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I would just have to, like, listen to that, to, like, what's in my head, like, nigga, you don't get the fuck up, like, what the fuck is wrong, like, then I just, like, you know what, like, I gotta get up, man, like, this shit is, like, you gotta get yourself out of that, like, mm-hmm. that, that low, that low space, like, that dark place, as, as people call it, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was times where, like, uh, oh, sorry, anyway. okay. oh, no, that's, I was just gonna say, like, I also, um, experience depression and I feel like I'm also susceptible to seasonal depression which I wasn't aware because there's no snow in, in Cameroon so like whenever the winter time comes along something about that that weather just puts me in like this weird state but when I experienced depression I actually ended up going to therapy and never told anybody in my family that I went through it so I like it's only well I, I actually never did yeah I never told them anybody in my family that I ended up going to therapy for a while and um, like, did I like a subconscious shame yeah that exactly that like if I did tell them that I went like how would they react would they feel like I'm weak would they judge me um, I, like I really didn't know how they would feel about it so I never told them and did I find it helpful? It was nice, honestly. It was nice to like talk to someone who just wasn't going to like respond back or like try to 
judge you. make sense of it or judge mm-hmm. me. Yeah, for sure. It felt so, good hearing somebody listen to you. Yeah, so like just somebody listening, but whenever they would look at the the time, then just then it would remind me that they're only here because they're getting paid, and then yeah. Yeah, I would just like you know be like oh they don't really care like it's more like a job to them so like i would say having somebody who really or people who really can willing to just listen shut up like don't say anything just let me unload let me say everything that i need to say is really important so like i'm not saying at all that therapy isn't helpful but if you can have somebody in your life that can be that that person to you, I feel like it would definitely help. I won't say so much of therapy, but therapeutic environments and therapeutic people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so. Because some people don't take well to like therapy. Like me. Like strangers. Yeah, like me yeah. just talk yeah. to like a straight psychiatrist, like this doctor, whoever the fuck. Mm hmm. Like never met me in my life. You just reading, like you reading what the fuck somebody pretty much wrote about my life on some paper, and then you just analyzing the paper and thinking like you trying to fix me from a piece of paper, pretty yeah. much. Like that's no. why I said like as much as I would enjoy, well, not necessarily enjoy, but like enjoy having, like unloading. Mm-hmm. I it always occurred to me that they were just there because they were getting paid and sometimes even when they were trying to regurgitate what they understood from what I was saying I just felt like that's not what I meant that's not really how I feel so it's hard it's hard but you definitely like have to have a support system around you that's essential when you're going through something like that people who are just like there and they don't have to understand what's going on. They just have to just be there. Sometimes mm-hmm. being there is the best thing you can do. So, yeah. I definitely agree. Um, would you say dealing with depression, like centering around depression, would you say meditation would help when dealing with that? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, therapeutic environment, you know, having people that, you know, will sit down and, like, you know, just listen to whatever you're going through or just be there for you. Because a lot of times, like, dealing with depression, you actually don't even want to be around people. You just want to yeah. be by yourself. Yeah. And you do have people that, like, you know, come and try to talk to you, figure out what's going on with you. Yeah. Um, would you see, like, you know, when you feel that, that, that clock setting in, you know, for you know the depression to begin and you start going through it do you feel that meditation would be a good way to help prepare for it um music um and that's what we want everyone else to join in on the conversation about also yeah if you know whatever the mental illness is like you know we will urge you you know you don't have to go through it by yourself. You're not going through it alone. There's other people that you can reach out and talk to. Yeah. All of us here, like, you know, you can hit us Absolutely. up and, like, yes. you know, speak to anyone else on it. Um, and if we can, we would actually look for outlets for like, to be able to help or give you, like, you know, contact numbers for you to call someone on. Yeah. But go ahead, you know, join the discussion. Subscribe, like, comment, follow, share.
Um, you know, you have the comment section on Facebook. You have comment mm-hmm. section on Instagram, on YouTube, YouTube. Anchor app. Call in. Join the discussion. We'll be back with another segment. everybody we're back with um another segment of deep rooted podcast and this segment will actually be highlighting young black entrepreneurs you don't have to be young but also like um black businesses so uh this week's entrepreneurs slash black business owners of the week are the elite capital group um llc uh, we actually attended one of their networking events mm-hmm. yesterday, and it was just amazing. It was phenomenal. Um, yes, for sure. So what Shout they do is that they support um, young entrepreneurs by providing financial knowledge, support, um, uh, funding also, and just like whatever whatever tools you may need to start a business, a mm-hmm. successful business. So go ahead and follow them at um, Elite Capital Group. Um, and they're very like very friendly, very nice. So don't hesitate to reach out, mm-hmm. DM or whatever. So, yeah. What these guys them. are doing, mm-hmm. they're taking the steps to create a Black Wall Street here in Philadelphia. Yeah. Hey. You know they're getting other entrepreneurs together with various networking events, and they're placing you like you know you. Even if you don't, if you come out and you don't know how to network yourself, all you have to do is talk to one of the representatives. Like she said, they're very friendly. Like each and every one of these individuals are just like they're just phenomenal. Yeah, they just and they're just looking to help and spread mm-hmm. the knowledge. So, go ahead and follow and um, D- DM them. I'm sure you'll get an answer within like a few hours. So, go ahead and do that. But now, we're going to find out what. Our next topic is going to be for this segment, so hang in there while we do our little thing. Who's going to pick the topic this time? My little sister. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's with the capiche. Ooh. Now mm-hmm. this one is actually a good one. Yeah? So y'all are actually going to have to find out after the commercial break. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, right. man. I was getting all excited. All right. See you guys soon. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Deep Rooted Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed our last segment on Black People in Therapy, and make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And also, check out our support feature on the Anchor app. Any donation counts, and we appreciate any gesture. So our next portion is going to be talking about double standards all right so does anyone have anything to start off Hmm. there's a lot of double standards going on in the world so it's just such a broad like yeah yeah, (laughs) we can talk about double standards in relationships jobs get a workplace expectations of people expectations Mm -hmm. of people social environments yeah just a lot like, where should we start? Let's start at the workplace first. Okay. Start at the workplace and then start going through the other ones. Right. All right. So, let's start at the workplace. So, um, recently, I was actually a kitchen coach or team leader, whatever you want to call it, at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So, um, oh, it was... Oh, please, Nuggets. Please. 
it was a new experience for me because um I was never in a position of leadership. But I would notice sometimes that um a lot of people responded better to men telling them what to do rather than me. Mm. And it's not the fact that I had an attitude or anything like that because I know how to conduct myself professionally. But I just feel like some people don't like to listen to women in a position of authority. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely true. They would rather, or like, or if they do listen to what you have to say, that it'll it'll hold more weight if a male, for example, backs mm-hmm. you up or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So I I like I understand what you mean, and I've like definitely experienced that. Yeah, I think like some people for some reason think like some like women are not as intelligent as men. Which is so wrong. What's so wrong? Like, like, you know what's just, going on in like, here? Like that's just some, <laughs> like that's just how some people think. Like yeah. especially remember, like it wasn't super, too long ago. That, like super like, duper alpha alpha male type. We live in a society. First off, we live in a world. I'm abroad on that, not society, but we live yeah. into we live into a world that women have been at the bottom of the totem pole. That yeah. It wasn't like, you know, when it came to listening to what a woman has to say, like, you know, her opinion, what she wants to do, it didn't matter. Yeah. So, speed it up to modern day, it's still the same way. Yeah, it's still a struggle for, like, women to have equality. And, like, a lot of that equality comes, especially in the workforce, because, you know, it's a lot of jobs. They'll have people doing the same exact job, but a man will get paid Pay more than a woman. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually one of the double standards because if you're doing the exact same job, and especially if a woman has just as much experience, mm-hmm. there shouldn't be that inequality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things do work vice versa that way too. Like, it's certain jobs, it's like, it, it's like it's, it goes both ways because there's certain jobs that men can get that women can't get and there's certain jobs that women can get that men can't get or it's just yeah. more difficult to get or they will get paid more i actually remember when i lived in maryland um i used to work at the cinnabon mall shout out to cinnabon cinnabon that's <laughs> good <laughs> which i i can't stand now because i used to eat it every day you know and then take the boxes home and eat them at home but that's neither here or there i used to work in the cinnabon in the waldorf maryland mall and there was a brother who actually used to work for the Victoria's Secrets in there. And he ended up getting fired just for doing his job. Oh. He went and he asked the customer, like, you know, excuse me, miss, how can I help you? And I guess, like, she didn't know that he worked there or she felt like some type of way about it. Ended up getting him fired for it. So she pretty wow. much thought he was, like, a perv yeah. working in just asking, like... Because she was looking at bras and everything. And like, can I help you know, try to find a bra? Her, Mm-hmm. I work here though. <laughs> but That's I mean, a crazy. customer I don't think would come up and ask him that. So I mean, that could have been. She should have used some common sense with that. True. Yeah. Well, you're not really knowing. It's the day and age that we live in. Common so, sense is uncommon virtue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely it's right. a luxury now. It's not so common. Quote of the day. <laughs> also, we gotta take into consideration. Um, of course, if you look at the news. With the recent counts of like, you know, the incarcerations that's been going on for minute things. Um, I, I, I bet everybody remembers not too long ago, um, a black woman, um, her boyfriend used to abuse her and her children. And to defend them, she got her gun. She didn't shoot him. She didn't even point it at him. She shot up into the air. She shot in the air and got arrested for it. 
Not the abusive, like, boyfriend, husband, whoever he is. But her. Defending herself. What was this? And her children. What state was that? That I can't remember. We would have to find that. We had to find it. I want to say it was Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Possibly. But then you sit here and look at, say, like, you know, somebody like white, all the heinous things that, you know, they can do, they will get probation. Um, no, not even. She would be a hero. She would be like, oh my gosh, she stood up and shot in the air and saved her children. But because what was the ethnicity of the woman? Black. Yeah, because yeah. it was a I want to say back in like the the 50s or 60s whenever like a woman went and even today whenever a woman went to the cops about like you know her husband they would actually take his word over it than hers Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that happens a lot and you would be surprised like sometimes um for like domestic violent victims they would go to the cops and either the cop themselves or like the same kind of men that do that to their women mm-hmm. so they'll be like oh you're just being crazy yeah mm-hmm. and they're not even going to take your case through whatever it needs to go through in order for it to, to get sorted out or they'll like create a situation where the man ends up getting away from it uh, or getting away with it either way mm-hmm. you're not winning it yeah. and of course like it so depends on your race I don't know what the experience is for, with black women uh, or with white women but for I know for a lot of like women of color it's hard to get those cases um, heard um, and that's why a lot of victims actually don't end up coming forward mm-hmm. um, because yeah. it's like people are going to call them all sorts of liar or like not even believe that they went through what they say they went yeah, through but like even with domestic disputes like around here like especially like around here like, if the cops come to a household, they'll talk to the woman of the house before they'll talk to the man of the house. Mm. And then, like, if there was any domestic dispute going on in the house, like, whether, the, like, the woman was in the wrong or not, like, the man would get locked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, just how like, it is. It's very small cases where the woman would actually, like, you know, um, face the the outcome of that, but for the most part, it's the men. Even if the men, like you said, like you know, if the woman was wrong or not, um, if you're dealing with like a domestic partner, and you haven't put your hands, you could just push them to like you know get them away from you trying to get out, and that can be blown out of proportion. Yeah. But it depends on like you know who's handling, uh, who who's responding to the scene, and like you know what they're their uh, view on it is also so like that's something that you know everyone actually needs to be aware of everyone actually needs to sit down and have a discussion on um, which is why we're here also so everybody that's viewing you can jump in on the discussion also that can even be a double standard just even how the cops assess the situation Mm -hmm. 
depending on who, like who's like who's involved, the parties involved. Yeah, and if you're black, that make it even worse. Yeah, that make it way more worse. Yeah, and don't let it be black on white. Going to jail immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No try. Nobody's gonna ask any questions. Like we're gonna take this black guy to jail. This white guy didn't do anything. Um. And then that's for the it. most part, I, I've seen like some things have been a little bit better, especially with like uh, what what they had a meme about them recently, like the woman calling the cops on black people. Like having barbecue, oh, yeah. <laughs> the woman calling the cops she on the, uh, a real estate guy because he was coming doing his job and everything, and she was harassing him. So she ended up calling the cops on him, and they came to assess the situation and everything, and they like you know threatened to take her to jail due to her harassing him while he's doing his job. So I, I see it's like you know it's a few cases that that we see so far where like you know it's a good outcome for it. But even still, like the double standards is crazy. Um, I know recently everybody seen the video of it was a white guy who pulled his gun out on a black woman and beat her. And he did very little jail time. Like he he's actually out now. Did you see the video about the one cop beating that little boy, little black boy? See him all the time. No, like he was like slamming. He's like slamming a little black boy face into the ground and start punching him back in. Okay, so one moment. We're just going to take a moment to end our lives. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. Thank you. All right. Be you can catch the whole episode on YouTube or the Anchor app or Apple, whichever app you have. We have it also on it. So. All right. Thank Stay you. tuned for our next episode. Okay. So, um... <laughs> Next, we can actually move on to something else. So, we can talk about double standards. Um, one that I would like to discuss is, like, usually when you're single and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, how a man is expected to carry himself and also how a woman is. Because um, now that we're in a modern age, I know a lot of things have changed since um, our parents were children. And, you know, a lot of men, you know, expect... A lot of things changed since we was children. Yeah, a lot of things happen. But um, right. one thing, one thing that I wanted to talk about, especially now, because it's not really um, is a lot of it's seen as taboo, like when you're dating, when you're officially single and you're dating multiple people, women aren't really expected to date multiple people. They expect like a woman has to prove her loyalty to a man in order for him mm-hmm. to take her serious in most cases, because most guys they don't understand that. Women are going to be going on multiple dates, and women are going to be seeing other people, same as a guy. A guy is expected... But that's all a part of dating. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the it's thing is, it's more taboo lev- for a woman. Because yeah. a lot of men are expected to have a lot of girls in their phone, take a lot of women out on dates, or see different women. But, like, when a woman is seeing different men, She's before, the, yeah, before they're in a relationship, like, guys... Like, guys, they want you to be like, okay, if you're not talking to just me, how do I know whether you're just going to be committed to me? I mean, I'm not like that until, like, we're, like, real intimate, and I feel as though I want to take it to the next level with you, like, relationship-wise. Like, but if we just, like, just still getting to know each other, or, like, we so-called, like, we still in the dating phase Mm. of the relationship, I think it's just, like, just all just an understanding of, like, just the levels of intimacy and just the like the stages of a relationship and just 
both exactly. people understanding those. Yeah. And then just like just keeping it real with each other and having an understanding, like, yo, like we not together yet, like I'm might be talking to this guy, this guy and this guy. I might go out to dinner, like some dude might take me out to dinner. You might go out to the movies with somebody that's cool, but when we together, we together. But would yeah. that change the way like you approach the situation? Would you like commit to somebody or like want to commit to somebody you know is going is still going on dates and stuff like that? How would you approach it? I mean it all how it's all how the the woman conducts herself with me. To be honest, like okay, that's, that's refreshing. Point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's all. See how I look at it. Also, like when it comes to dating, I generally don't mind if the woman is like you know going seeing other people. Like I would encourage it because you know I could be sitting here putting in all this time, and you can't like you're probably not even the one that I'm supposed to be with. We probably don't even click like that. It was just something that was temporary. Right. Rather, like you know she could be sitting here dating multiple people and end up with somebody that she's not supposed to be with and, like, you know, vice versa. Or we could be sitting here, like, you know, in a situation shit because we just jumped into, like, you know, commit with, commitment with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what... Uh, I think when it comes to the double standard, first off, everyone has their preferences. Yeah. A lot of people tend to shoot for the moon looking for perfection... But one thing that you have to realize... You ain't even met perfect. Exactly. Yeah. And also, you're not always going to find what you want. You're going to find what you need. Yeah. When you do find out what you want, it's just going to be there. Something that you want and your wants can change. But most people don't know what they need. So that's like... You can't know what you need until you actually experience it. Because you... Sometimes you don't know that you're hurt and that you need someone that's actually like gonna be like therapeutic to you until you actually embrace that person or sometimes you don't know that like maybe what you need is like to be by yourself because sometimes that's what you need as well but I feel like um one of the biggest issues with especially at double standard is like the communication isn't clear because a lot of people want you to have sex with them but they also want to do their own thing if you're dating I feel like sex definitely can I think they want they want to have like they want to do the sex, but they don't want to do like the relationship stuff, like like the commitment things, or like or like the things that you you pretty much have to like, like pretty much like the way that you have to conduct yourself to like pretty much get to the level of having sex. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people out here that will gas your head up, make you think that they are the one for you. And as soon as they get what they want, they out. Instead yeah, of just, like, yeah. communicating. Because there's a lot of people that will appreciate the honesty of you being <laughs> like, you know what, <laughs> I'm not, look, I'm not really interested in a relationship, but you know what, I do find you very attractive, and I want to hit. Like, a lot more females, like, appreciate the honesty. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously. I'm so you would be I, just surprised. I just can't see this myself so doing true. it like you. No, no but you would be surprised. Instead of you saying, you know what, I'm interested in you, but I would like for you to be my girlfriend, potentially. I think I just, I got more respect for women to just, like, just be like, you know what, like, I'm just trying to hit, like, you don't have to say it like that. I mean, yeah. like, but yeah, you can, but like, like, word it a different like, way. Like, I'm physically attracted. I don't. I wouldn't even know how to like. If you say that you're physically attracted to a woman, they're already going to kind of get that in their right. head. 
Anyways. But like, like is you can be respectful about it, but be straight to the point as well. Yeah, open communication for sure, especially with us women, is key because you can't yeah. tell a woman. I don't woman think a lot of men know that, how to do that though. But well, you can't be like, oh, I hope to marry you someday, and then act like you're only here for one thing. Like it's yeah. just mixed signals like that that confuse people. Mm-hmm. So how about yeah. like you know you we all you know learn how to commu- communicate with. A, like adults and let everybody know what we're trying to do so that nobody gets hurt nobody gets confused or anything because that's when like you know males actually start calling women crazy for acting a certain way when you led her to believe that you were trying to do something else so like that you were trying to build a future yeah yeah would everybody agree if i say the Think about the double standards that we have going on. Especially, like, there's some things that men can do that that women can't do, vice versa and everything. Mm -hmm. And also, that, like, you know, when it comes to, like, you're single and you're dating, you're looking for somebody to, like, you know, mess with and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Generally, as men, we have double standard that, you know, it's okay to lead woman on because you're building that experience for the woman that you want to settle down with, but it's not okay for a woman to sit here and do that because you want your woman to just be your woman. And men get so hurt. Like, you break their heart one time in high school and they're going to do everybody dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's dirty. Like, the rest it's of their life. Up. Yeah, they dedicate their lives to messing up women. Yeah, well, it's and there's, just like, a, really think, good like, women I, out there. Yeah, and then, like, like a lot that. of things, like, with the double standard things, like, I think because, like, we're so, we've been taught, like, some people, men have been taught, like, I mean, you should, you make, like, the woman that you marry should be a virgin. Like, she shouldn't... I mean, she should be a quote-unquote pure. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, shouldn't have dealt with, like, any man other than you or whatever. Like, she can't have any friends, but you could have friends. Mm. Yeah, like, all this crazy... I'm the opposite <laughs> sex. But, yeah, so what do you guys think? We want to hear from you because... This is a topic that I could go on and on about. We could talk long. about this for a so, whole another. Yeah. What do y'all feel about some fucked up mm-hmm. double standards that we got going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah let us know. Lot. Let us know, and like we can address it. You could even use the call-in um, feature on mm-hmm. the Anchor app. Enjoy the conversation as well. Oh man, filming. Ben. So um, let us know. Comment section. You already know YouTube, um, mm-hmm. Anchor app, wherever you're listening from. Let us know. And uh, also, check out our link for our merchandise, um, Midnight Entertainment, deep, deep Rooted Shirts, and I Am Black History. We have so much to offer, and, and uh, as always, um, whatever you can donate, um, use it to support. Um, and um, yeah, thank And make you sure to for... like, comment, and subscribe yeah. as well to our channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We so, love y'all. Yeah, and, and welcome until to the next midnight. time. Welcome to the midnight. See y'all next week, babe.